on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Congratulations to our new officers. Happy week of one-shots. Are you ready for cross-faction? AIE is, sort of. In, in theory. In theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy, <laughs> really in theory, uh, happy birthday to Lotro. And we have the floor tank herself, herself here, Kenny, to talk to us about AIE in ESO. You're here. All that and more coming right about now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. And welcome to episode 402 of the podcast celebrating you, the LESS gaming community, the Die Had Spin podcast. This is Bucal, tripping over my own lips. And to my virtual left is Tetsumi. Howdy. And somewhere around there to his left or right or up or down is Makala. Hey guys, uh, there's Portos in the Guild Kitchen because I've not started baking yet. And it's this week yummy. Here. Yeah, it sounds like it. This week we are joined by special guest Dan Kinia, who is here to talk to us about AIE and ESO. So welcome in. Hi. Hello. And with that, we're going to go around the room and see what everyone's been up to since we've seen each other a month ago um, <laughs> and longer for others uh, like Dan Kinia. Uh, what's been going on with everyone, starting with pets? Uh, so the whole reason we missed, I will let McCullough talk about because she mm. planned and, and coordinated uh, most of that week. But the week let we got me talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the week we got back from the House of Mouse um, has been just kind of a quiet game. It's it's interesting when you disconnect from games and you don't have a a goal set of like I need to accomplish this, or you're not on a raid team. Um, logging in to do stuff, I was just like, um. Yeah, I, I should I should log in and do stuff, but the, you know, it wasn't like the hook was no longer there. It was just like, oh, I can just kind of log in and do stuff. So, um, the the big thing was I spent, Lord, about three hours yesterday, in WoW, um, getting everything ready for ten dot one that we'll talk about in the in the WoW section, um, cross faction guilds. Uh, with what they're implementing is going to throw a little bit of curveball into things, but we'll make it work. So um, not too much gaming. We did have a good uh, session when we got back for Call of Cthulhu. Um, good Lord. We talked about, we, we survived the, 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 um, not Migo, the yeah, deep we, ones. We yeah, right? yeah, we tried the deep ones. Barely, the, yeah, yeah. Barely survived. Uh, two of us yeah, were yeah. unconscious T and should have been dead. Ted had his first. Um, oh shoot! Let me use all of my luck and borrow some luck to stay alive. Sessions, which is always a great time. Yeah, but hey, You're we welcome. didn't we didn't lose any sanity, so we're oh. good. 
Um, and I figured out how to contact Cthulhu himself. So, you know, if you, yeah, I'm so jealous. I've got him on a uh, speed dial, uh, or speed, uh, <laughs> speed rune. Yeah. yeah that, that does make you lose sanity, honey. Just making sure you know. No, no, no. He just moves over to Cthulhu sanity. It's just the same thing. Just kind of different anyway. Um, so we had that and then we're heading back to where, uh, McCullough's group, uh, came from. When I kind of joined in, which was Cobb's Corner. Um, we previously investigated, yeah. Yeah, which we previously investigated because we think there's something going on there. And uh, we found, we made some, uh, McCullough made a brilliant jump between a note that they recovered like weeks ago in a journal and the current situation. And like, put the two together, we went, Oh, now we know what to do. And the DM, the GM was like, I didn't think you guys would put that together so quickly. Well done. <laughs> and so we went and visited uh, a widower who had some more information that we needed and, uh, you know, presented her with a pie and sweet talked her and gave her some news that broke her out of her, um, her, uh, grieving Russian, funk. Yeah. And, uh, set her on the right path to happiness and uh looks like right now we're in a good position things will change but we're having fun in that game so that's what i've been up to all right how about you mccullough besides disappearing into space I do that. Um, so the reason that we skipped last week or last session was because we were getting ready to go to disney um which was a lot of fun. Um, now, for most people, getting ready to go to Disney is, you know, making sure things set for travel, making sure you're packed, making sure you have road snacks, you know, any detours you're going to have to take. Great. Um, I'd like to up the challenge level, the challenge rating, because I love to do what it's called Disney bounding. Which is you dress similar Disney characters in their colors or color blocks. Um, and of course, being the very extra me, everything has to be retro inspired. Um, I also planned this outfits for Tet, our kiddo, sometimes our kiddo's girlfriend, um, our best friend. Um, and when you're doing eight people, you try to kind of make sure everyone's on the same the same page. Um, so that was what we're kind of doing there. Um and then we were at Disney um, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Friday with friends, um, mm -hmm. one of which is in this chat. And then, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. And then Friday was our fam was mostly just Tet, the kids, and I, uh, which was a really neat day to have because they have not spent an entire day at Disney with us, um, I think, since the first time we took Ryan, their girlfriend, when they were 16. I think after the first day, they just left us. Um, and <laughs> as, then, you uh, as you do. As uh, you do. You know, when you're 16 and 17 and, you know, your parents say, go have fun at Disney. If you want food, let us know. Um, <laughs> and then Saturday was what was called the Dapper Day Expo, which is a big thing at the Sealand Hotel where there's all these great retro vendors and everyone's dressed amazingly. Um, so Tet was a sweetheart and did uh, Prince Charming to my Snow White. And then Sunday was actually what is called Dapper Day in the park. And I would probably say about a quarter of the people in that park that day were just dressed to the nines. And it started out as dress 
similarly to how what you would have worn to Disney when it opened in 1955, but now it's become, you know, dressed similarly to what you would have worn in 1955, but look like you're a character, you know. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I've always kind of dreamt of doing that. So it was really neat that we're finally able to do that. Um, so that was um, some, of the, some of the things that we'll, we were doing. I'm going to let Kenny go into some more details. Um, we did, by the way, um, take the kiddo to the cantina the day after they turned 21. So that was a blast. Um, and had a lot of fun. Um, in gaming news, speaking of Star Wars, oh my God, my DM made me ball. So we've always known that, we've known for a while that my character is probably a clone. We definitely know she was cloned. Um, and it got to the point where if I didn't start pursuing this, my my character was taking um, strain damage. So basically, she was constantly exhausted. It was hard to call on the force. It was hard to function. Um, so it was one of those things that, you know, my character's the queen of denial. She didn't want to deal with this, but she had to. Uh, there was something calling out to her from this planet called Betsu. Uh, where there used to be um, an Imperial research facility. Um, and like, it was literally something calling to her. She felt somebody in a vat and like, it would look at her, call her name. Um, so finally we had to, we had to investigate. Um, you know, we did, we were given time away. So, you know, we get there. It's a, it's an abandoned facility. There's something bad happened there. Um, so it is, you know, quarantine, um, it's abandoned. We get in, they find her mother's, uh, personal quarters. Oh, hey, there's still a data pad there. Let's see what's on there. And it literally starts out with, it's been two years since my daughter died. And at that point, um, as a parent, um, as somebody, you know, playing a character who really is super um, conflicted, um, you know, playing a character like, well, I had a family. I love my family. My family you know, is Imperial and I left. Um, but putting myself in that mentality and, you know, finding out that she cloned Kay because her daughter, her child died in a training accident at the Academy and she couldn't live without her. So right then and there, I just start bawling. I just start crying in game. Um, so then, you know, we continue on. We get to her lab. We find out more about the experiment. Um, we find out that they couldn't get Kay's memories transplanted into the clones. There was lots of issues. Like four of them weren't viable. One was really, really super violent. So they called in the Kaminoans for help. So Nalase comes in for, you know, to, to lend a hand because Nalase had mentored her mother. Um, definitely through the help of the Kaminoans, they get memories implanted into a clone. It works. Uh, you know, Dr. Starblade has her daughter back. And the next thing you see is a session where they're questioning Nalase about why did Kay betray the Empire? And heard her process, I just gave her free will. I undid the doctrination that you had done to her, and she chose to leave the Empire. 
So that led to my character's mother created the perfect clone, um, which was the one they had fought, pre- you know, who was, you know, violently loyal to the Empire, which is who they had fought previously. And the person calling to her from a vat was a Jedi master who had escaped Order 66. They was ke- they were keeping him in stasis for his basically his genetic material, and they were using that in the experiment. Now, why? We don't know. But he's, you know, barely alive, calling to her. Um, fill out to him, you know, kind of sends him in the force. He is angry. He is violent. He wants to hurt everybody. All of it. Um, so that's when you kind of, you know, I'm like, is there any way that I can heal him? Is there anything, anything we can do? I was like, no. Like, okay. That's where you kind of have to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. It was a really rough decision, you know, playing the medic, playing the person, you know, who always wants to do the right thing um so that was great and then we found out about the other experiment they were doing at the research center project shamira which is exactly what you think it would be which is you know palpatine clones Mm -hmm. and by the way us getting there activated one oh of course no, yeah, so, um, yeah, um, well, they say any fight you can walk away from is a good fight, right? It was very, very epic. Um, you know, we had my, um, my friend, yes, somehow Palpatine returned. Um, <laughs> my friend Talia, her, who plays my, my character's wife, you know, badass warrior woman with a double, you know, Darth Maul style lightsaber, just fighting you know trying to fight him we can't do a bunch of damage uh we're throwing ion bombs at him because he is part cybernetic and of course you know as soon as he's our dm's describing this detail you know the scene before we even knew it was palpatine i'm like well this looks like this sounds like the cloning chamber from the dark empire comics you know from the 90s and of course then you know who emerges but palpatine i'm like yes that's exactly what i was imagining (laughs) exactly um Literally, Somehow Palpatine we emerged. End- <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, we do end up, you know, getting away by blowing up a walkway he's on. So at least he dips down. Um, so we can tr- we can run. Not before, of course, getting as he realizes the you know badass Jedi warrior woman he's fighting has a weakness, which is her wife, who's already at half strain. So you know, I opened up the achievement choked by the by the emperor <laughs> um but we did get away um as the station was kind of falling apart around us but you know that's gonna um that's i'm certain that's gonna come back this is not the last you know it's it's it, this is not the last we've seen that's gonna leave a mark yeah and then i left for disney the next day <laughs> <laughs> like you do and yeah. ran into and ran it ran into the first order and sassed them Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, I literally, did. I did. We I have video of it. The, Yeah, I, I, I did the. Um, I absolutely did the. These are not the Jedi you're looking for. Yeah, because it's like I need your identification, and she did the. You don't need to see yeah, my identification. See my... And then his partner yeah. leaned over and looked at her and said, "Yeah, yeah, we know Jedi." <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also like to say, sass. I, I. <laughs> I was wearing a bright orange dress. Yeah. Because mm. she was doing her so, rebel pilot 
or rebel uh look and i was doing the tie pilot yeah. um yeah i was so. I'm doing yeah yeah i was i was doing harrison doula and uh <clears throat> and kinney has a story also from that day because uh yes. her, hus- her husband had a run in <laughs> yep yep yeah, I was say might as well just transition over to your side of things and see um, what you've been up to. So this Disney group trip we've been referencing was years in the making. We actually first started planning it back in like January of 2020, and we were supposed to go in November of 2020. Well, we all know what happened there. So um, this year we were finally able to make it happen. There were eight of us in our group, and to make McCalla happy. All of us did a version of Disney grounding. Um, so I did the the look, you know, Leia on indoor. So the the camouflage and the green colors. Um, but my husband did Han Solo. So I have it ready. You have the picture ready. I have the picture ready. Um, so you know the white shirt, the vest, you know, the whole setup. We spent the day over. And this was my husband's and I first time going to the Star Wars area of Disneyland. So. It was, it was just an amazing experience. We got to build lightsabers and have a ton of fun. But right after we finished building our lightsabers, one of our friends saw Chewbacca walk by. She took off towards him and my husband followed. I didn't actually get to see what happened because I'm slower. But by the time I got there, um, the, they were separating from a hug. Evidently, Chewbacca saw my husband and immediately opened his arms for a hug, and the hug lasted like forever. It, yeah. Um, my husband's comments on that were at that point, his Disney trip could be done, and he'd be fine with that. <laughs> um, and the picture that McCullough just posted, you can sort of see Ray standing over there in the background, like totally getting ignored because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's focus was on Chewie. Yeah. But we had our group of eight go in to do the lightsaber building. And the two, we call them kids, but they're not really kids anymore now that they're 21. No, No, they are adults. So that's just still doesn't seem right. No, No. it doesn't. Um, They went in to to watch with us and brought their lightsabers from a previous trip. So um, Makala and Tetsemi's daughter videoed several portions of that. So we've got lots of good pictures of the build, but the rest of us all built. And then we found this secluded area to take a bunch of pictures, you know, have a good time with it. It was just a fantastic experience. So many colors too. Oh yeah. 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 We got a lot of variety there. And like um, Makala, her best friend Kiki and myself all built the same type of hilt, but they all look totally different. It's like we all have the same supplies to work with and came up with totally different looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was cool. And uh, we also ran into um, both the uh, costumed uh, character doing uh, Din and uh, puppeting uh, Grogu as well as uh, Boba Fett. So our, our friend Mia was very Happy for both of us. I got those. that one ready too. Okay. Oh yeah, she was so upset because she was trying to get Fet- or Din's attention, and she just couldn't. <laughs> and she was she was so upset. And then of course I mommed it. Um, that, that's the same photo a- location, so that's how yep. we knew where and to she, use it. 
Yeah, and she got a picture and just literally had a talk with, you know, talk to Grogu and talk to Din, and she was so ridiculously happy. Yep. And we also ran into Ray and then the cosplayer doing... um, uh, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand, yeah. So. And then there's a character who is who is just um there's some of the books, uh V Marada, mm-hmm. who is a fabulous resistance agent. And she and I had a great conversation because, you know, she also is wearing bright orange. Um so, you know, I see her, we see stormtroopers, we both kind of hide. And then we have a great <laughs> conversation. It was, it's it's you know, if you've not been to uh Black Spire Outpost, um at either Disneyland or Disney World, you need to do it. It's it's an adventure. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, I think the last time I've been to Disneyland was probably a BlizzCon. It's been a while. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that has been. Yeah, it was. That was just a fantastically amazing day. The second day, we spent most of that in Disney California Adventure, and we all did Avenger themes outfits. So, of course, we had the two captains. Um, we had the Spider Fam, as we were being called. My husband <laughs> did Spider Man. I did Spider Gwen. And our friend Mia did the Miles Morales. Um, we had a Hulk, a Loki, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Rye was um, T'Challa. Yes. I, I tip of my tongue, couldn't remember. Um, so we had a bunch of pictures there doing that, which was you know a lot of fun as well. The photographers did a great job with in that area of the park, like posing us and just, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Final day was a little bit of back and forth and lots of good food. Yeah, I can only imagine what kind of food they have in Star Wars land. Oh my god, they honestly that they had the best food. The Rondulus wrap is like my very favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. Like the the themed drinks, not the overpriced alcoholic ones, but like the juices and stuff like that they had were super tasty. The alcoholic ones were pretty tasty too, but a little bit pricey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our thir- it was just a fantastic trip, three years in the making, and we're already talking about doing it again in another three years. So it was just a ton of fun. And you, what have you been up to? Nothing nearly as exciting. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Um, in person, went to a couple birthday parties for kiddos. Um, one at a Lego store, um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, which is, it's kind of interesting to do that after going to an actual Lego land. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you know, it's 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 this neat little local shop we have that's uh, secondhand bricks essentially, um, and. Uh, they're they're they they call themselves bricks and minifigs, so they kind of focus on minifigs as well. But but yeah, that was a, a always it's always fun going there, and they have these uh, giant tables, uh, with, you know, with very high uh, sides that are just filled with random Legos. So you essentially you you take a bag and you just rummage through, throw it in your bag until you can close it no longer, and then take it up front, and then, there you go, you take that home. Um, but uh, that always seems like a, a very popular place for the kiddo and for the wifeo, yeah, because yeah, the two really. of them, um, I can just leave the two of them at the table and they'll just sit there for an hour digging through and finding interesting pieces. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, kind of um, similar to tents with you know, the, I mean, I, I 
technically have a goal um, with uh, my uh, I'm doing heroic rating in WoW still. Um, we are trying to get ahead of the curve. We are literally pr- progressing on heroic Raz. Um, we have, I think, two more weeks to do so. Um, we are almost to the final phase, but it's tough. Uh, you know, it takes a lot, a lot of effort. But you know, on nights I'm not logging into WoW, you're kind of, you kind of sit there and you're like, I have so many games I want to play, but which one? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so. Like just looking at my like I have my my list of stuff on my um, my desktop of what I'm working on and you know I've <clears throat> I'm still working on like the Genshin Impact story I haven't caught up on that I did finally catch up on the Tower of Fantasy story uh, which is interesting they they went underwater um so that's been interesting to to do their battle system underwater <laughs> so it's uh it's if it's <clears throat> if you're familiar with uh, the latest Zelda Breath of the Wild, it's kind of a similar battle stance, except you have different weapons than just this, the stuff that Link has. So uh, Genshin and Tower of Fantasy are that type of a battle style. Well, then you imagine doing that underwater, uh, where they take away the aerial work because, well, technically you're always aerial, so you know you just do that. But um, so that's been taking some adapting, getting used to fighting underwater. Um, beyond that, I played a little bit of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 because they had a uh, a ray tracing update um, not too long ago, and I wanted to just see how pretty prettier it was because it's already a pretty game. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 a pity they couldn't launch it with the polish it has now because it would have been a completely different experience, I think, for everyone. Um, to to get the fully finished, actually working game, and then just start off with that instead of the buggy mess it was. Um, uh, also, a bit of uh, a little bit of uh, Tiny Tina's because that's always fun to jump in there and do some D and D shooting. Um, and uh, Final Fantasy XIV is kind of in maintenance mode. Um, although you know, we'll, in news we'll mention tomorrow, there'll be a reason to poke it a bit harder. Um, <clears throat> but uh, other than that, just, you know, a little bit of wow here and there trying to, you know, again, there's not a need to, but, you know, it's it's something fun to do. I've, I've actually been going back and forth between, you know, do I want to see what they're going to do with the evokers? Because that's the big question. Um, there's the big, you know, are they going to do a third spec for evokers? We don't know. Is it going to be a tank? Is it going to be some new thing that they're they're hinting? We don't know. It's going to be interesting. But you know we can discuss more of that later on, I imagine. Yep. But uh, <clears throat> for now, I'm going to try to find the show notes so that <laughs> we can talk about this week's news. AIE news. All right, and McCullough. Oh, is there you? I am. Yes, I am to the notes. All right, we're happy to announce that we've asked two new officers to help with the community, and they have. Maybe not so wisely accepted. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have have to help me with this first name there at uh, Rintalison. Thank you, Rintal. Oh, great name, Rintalison and Kramer Twenty Nine have been members of the community for a while now, and they're always willing to help with events, answer questions, and be positive influences on the community. Rintalison can generally found hanging out in WoW both on both sides, and Kramer spends time in ESO, where he runs a TOT tournament every few months. STO and SOTOR. Thank you both for agreeing to help out and my apologies. 
Yep. Uh, and mandatory fun nights. We're going to go over this since we've been off for a month. Just a reminder, Sunday's WoW Classic at 2 p.m. Eastern. Monday, Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and hang on. I think STO also just switched to Monday, if I remember the uh, note. So I'm going to make that change as well. Um, They're moving the the podcast to Thursday, which is normally on, on Monday. So... Uh, STO is at 11 p.m. Eastern on Monday. SOTOR, 9 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday, take a break. Thursday, um, hang on, what happened there? Oh, Thursday is also take a break day. And Friday <laughs> is ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern. Friday, FFXIV, uh, F- 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 Final Fantasy 14, Mag- Magical Miscellaneous Tour at 9 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, LOTRO at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Final Fantasy fourteen map night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and New Braid in WoW, hosted by Kenny, at 11 p.m. Eastern. Alrighty, over in Streaming and po- Guild podcast news, we have a ton of AIE member podcasts. You do. Yep, and we have a list here in the show notes to tell you. Uh, you can look no further than the list we're about to tell you about. We, of course, have Swotor Escape podcast with Max and Seema. I've heard of them. Yep. <laughs> They're over at New Overlords under the, you know, SEPC. Um, the, <clears throat> but also at the same uh, website, we have Behind the Games podcast with uh, Jeff, a.k.a. Max and Zima. Um, <clears throat> that is, of course, in the same NewOverlords.com, but under BTG. Then we have the working class nerds, Marcus and Nick. Not safe for life podcast over at working class nerds wordpress.com. <laughs> then we have boards and swords, not swords of boards, with Chris and Philip over at boards and swords.com. We also have Dr. Gameology with uh, Dr. Daniel Kaufman over at drgameology.com. We have STOs, the fleet action report with Grebog and Nicodus over at YouTube at action report and then of course we have a podcast reborn a final fantasy 14 community podcast with brandon aka old man freaks megan and roe which is also not safe for life that is over at a bonus slash directory a podcast reborn all right and in nomads news the week of odd of one shots is off to a great start Whimsy of Fate with uh, Latau in the Fate's accelerated system, which is not D&D. It's a great system, though. Um, was, such a f- was so much fun that players want a second session. We need more adventures with Atomic Rhino Crippler and Fergie McIntyre, the French chef who may or may not be a dragon. Uh, the Barber of Silver uh, Silvery Moon with Katavari. They rescued captives, defeated evils, and watched a paladin work out some aggression on a defenseless machine. That is not kind of paladin. The DM regrets only that only that no players died. I hope they mean player characters and not the players themselves. <laughs> Even to a mimic disguised as a wig. All right, I know people that would fall mm. for that one. Um, Sunday's um, SPC containment breach with Dustmire had to be canceled due to a drop but will be rerun on Sunday, next Sunday, with more players needed. The, uh, they also need players for Wednesday and Friday, uh, two sessions. 
Saturday is full because who can resist the session called Grandma's Country Apple Pie? Mmm, pie. <laughs> Absolutely. And in wow news, congratulations to the Alliance Raid team. So let's go skating on their ahead of the curve achievement for killing heroic Razageth. Players are getting ready for the next big content patch, Embers of Neltharion, coming on May 2nd, with a new underground zone to explore. A new raid, Abras, the Shadowed Crucible, where we get to meet an echo of Neltharion, which opens week of May 8th. And unlike everything else, all four raid um, difficulties open that week. They're not delaying LFR. You get LFR week one that week as well. So everything opens May 8th. Uh, Mythic, heroic, normal, LFR, all May 8th. Um, also, we have volunteer guard duty coming up, which is a micro holiday coming up on Friday. Defend Stormwind or Orgamar to obtain the temporary appearance of a guard. And let's not forget the cross faction guilds will be a thing in the new patch. Please welcome any unfamiliar faces and races you see in huh? guild chat. Uh, however, and this is where we're going to go a little bit technical real quick. The way Greenwall works, it is going to limit the ability to see cross faction guilds. So, Greenwall works because it uses custom chat channels. Custom chat channels are not cross-faction. So if McCullough's, you know, in Guild 1, Muse in Guild 2, and I'm Horde, that message will go from Guild 1 to Guild 2 for the Horde players. But any Alliance players in either of those guilds will not see my message. Conversely, if Kinney was playing a Night Elf... And she sent a message to the, you know, to either guild. Again, the Alliance folks would see it, but the Horde people in the guild she's not in won't see it. So you're going to get a bit of Greenwall acting like somebody's not running Greenwall. They are. They're just running it for their faction. So guild chat will work fine for the guild you're in, but crossing factions isn't going to work. So it's going to be a little messy. We'll get used to it. Uh, the other thing is invites. Again, we have custom chat channels, but they're faction specific. So, and you can't invite if you're not in either Battle.net friends or in a community that is cross faction. So, we are reviving the AIO LFO community, uh, and we will have that posted and pinned in all the locations anyone you know either faction can join ask for an invite and then we can invite you because you're in that community and then you're good to go so um yeah <laughs> it's a bit much we'll post everything as we get closer to it uh i've done a ton of testing uh we tried to do stuff like can the guild leader change factions and flip the faction of the guild? No, because you can't um, you can't faction change while you're a member of a guild. And I also tried, well, okay, so I'm already in the guild. Let me promote somebody from the opposite faction to guild master. Mm -mm, doesn't work because they're the opposite faction. So um, makes sense. Yeah. For right now, we know there's going to be a number of, of players that raid in the Alliance uh, Guild Vertos. They're going to also bring in some of their Horde characters. Um, and we know that guilds, um, 
fairly filled up, so we do have a backup plan ready to go if we need to bring a second Alliance Guild online to handle um, you know, all the cross-factioning and maybe a Mythic Plus team that wants to move in and use a Guild Bank slot. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on, but we'll just keep an eye on Discord and we'll get more information out as we get closer. Thank you very much. Yep. And... Purple community, which we use to help for a new braid to invite cross-faction, still works and it's still a thing. But being limited to a thousand people is a problem with right. a yield our size. Yep. So uh we'll see how we'll see how this all works out. So all right. And Mew, what's going on right. in Wild Classic? Yep. Yes. If we go <clears throat> go back in time a little bit, um, WoW Classic teams are raiding in Ulduar with a few bumps and struggles with the roster. We are always looking for a few extra people who would like to raid with, with us as we roll through the content. Uh, if you want to join them, they raid on Saturday nights from 9 to 1 server time, and sometimes on Friday nights as well. Uh, Friday night is from 11 to 1 if they do so. If you do have any questions and want to join in, uh, please DM Lucy in Discord, and she will give you any info she has. That's Lucy, L-O-O-C-I. <laughs> awesome. And from Sotor News, uh, one of the rewards from the new Galactic Session is a stronghold on Mechsha, uh, Max's favorite zone, also known as Mechshack, or Mechshack, or Mechshack. Sounds good to me. Um, MFN continues to thrive on... Tuesday nights, but they also have PvP on Wednesday nights, and a few space pew 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 fights on Friday nights. Monday night raid teams are looking to fill some slots, um, so if you always wanted to get into group content, this is a great time to do it. To join any of these activities, drop a note in Discord for more details. Getting to the notes? Yes. I'm in, sorry, I was scrolling and lost my spot. I got it now. We're good. No problem. Um, so, greetings, fellow AIE family members. Um, one of the big notes we have here is actually thanks to Kramer, one of our newest officers. Um, he's now opening up signups for our next Tales of Tribute tournament. It's going to be our third one. The tournament will start Monday, June 16th, and in order to sign up for the tournament, please let Kramer know either in the Tales of Tribute channel or via a DM in Discord. Um, the plan is for the tournament to run four weeks with a short break. Break? Wow. With a short <laughs> break for the week of 4th of July. As with the previous two tournaments, you'll need to have the High Isle chapter and have, and have completed the first quest to unlock the card game. Um, and if you need help finding that starter quest or unlocking it, just let any of us know. We'll be happy to help you out. Um, winnings will be paid out just like last time to the top 10 placers. And I believe, based on the list that I got, uh, first pro first prize is going to be 2 million gold this yep. time. So it's That's up there. Um, even if you've never played, even if you... Don't think you're the greatest player. I still highly encourage everyone to get involved. It's a ton of fun playing with your friends. Um, last session, we we even had times where we have the official match, and then we do another match uh, sharing our screen so that we could talk about strategies and give each other, you know, this is why I did the thing to help each other out. That's so awesome. it's a competition, but it's also 
fun and encouraging. Um, we've yeah. also been working on trials for our mandatory fun nights. We actually went into two different trials this past week, um, cleared one without a problem. The other one, a little bit of struggle on the final boss, but I know we'll get there. And part of that is we're going into a 10 person or a 12 person trial with 10 people. So oh, yeah. we're, we're doing it hard mode. Um, <laughs> although BC went with us and he's like the DPS of six people all on his own. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, dude. Thanks. That's awesome. And then Alrighty. that's, oh, that's pretty much the big stuff that the guild is doing and looking forward to, but yeah, join us. It's fun. Right over in Final Fantasy fourteen news, uh, Kaz TL Winchester will be holding an FC slash AIE player slash whoever wants to show up in AIE yeah. from different data centers event running the second Stormblood Alliance raid this Thursday. Sajja is still holding her weekly Friday fun events, and Saturdays are still Ed Walker map nights, starting Monday, April twenty fourth. That's tomorrow at 1 a.m. PT, so in like, <clears throat> is that six, seven hours? Yeah. Um, the Moogle Treasure Trove event begins and continues until patch 6.4 comes out. Expect a lot of activity grinding specific dungeons to earn the new Moogle Tomes, especially the near Automata raids as they are the chosen alliance raid this time around. Um, and there's still a lot of really good transmog or, or glamour or whatever you want to call it in those raids, so it's going to be very popular. Um, also, the Alexander Raid series is the chosen normal raid series, and they have a lot of really interesting weapons in there, so that'll probably be pretty, pretty popular, too. Uh, and the uh, chosen um, Extreme series is the weapon series, also known as Emerald, Ruby, and Diamond. Um, you can get uh, weapon appearances from, from those uh, Extreme Raids, uh, but uh, that's that's the extreme this time around. And of course they have a spattering of regular dungeons that'll give you one or two. And I think as usual, the castrum gives like five or six, whatever, because it's still a bit of a slog through that one that they didn't chop up into smaller pieces. Awesome. All right. On an STO, in STO news, the fleet is closing in on its final upgrade. Doo -doo. <laughs> Sorry, the singing, guys. Uh, this will give everyone access to the new science ship. That's pretty dang special. After that, they would intend to focus uh, as much as they can on the KDF fleet. STO is currently running its first contact day event. This reward uh, is a new universal console that is a two-piece set with one of the new fighters from the latest legendary bundle. Fleet Action Report is switching to Thursdays at uh, 10 Eastern. Fun Nights will be moving to Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. This cha this change will far better serve the community by being able to catch updates and content releases when they happen. This change, by the way, starts this week. All right. And I did update that in the notes that it is 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh, awesome. Uh, Thank you, love. All right. And in Lord of the Rings Online news... Happy birthday! It has turned 16 and is currently celebrating with the anniversary event through May 14th. If you need help running the scroll quest, let us know in Discord and they can find time to get a group together. And with that, let's get back to Kenny and find out what is going on in what else is going on in ESO. Um, so less about what the guild has been doing, but more about what the game has been doing is there's going to be another chapter coming out for ESO. It's called Necrom, and it releases on June 5th for PC, Mac, and June 20th for consoles. 
It's going to be part of the Shadow of Morrowind saga that'll span a good portion of the year and actually already started with the last DLC update with a couple of dungeons. And there's a prologue quest out as well that you can grab for free in the Crown Store um, to kick that storyline off to give you a little bit of background. Um, as usual, we're going to get some new zones with this. It'll be two new zones, but the highlight is the new class. And the new class, which is going to be the Arcanist, has a new combat mechanic, which involves using class abilities to generate a resource that lets you then empower those abilities. Um, but just like all other classes in ESO, you can play any role, tank, DPS, healer, doesn't matter. Any type of build, ranged, melee, it's entirely up to you, which is one of the great things about the game is any character can do anything, basically. So it's really the big news <coughs> mm -hmm. um, as to what's coming out. And what we're all looking forward to. So awesome. Any and, um yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh no. No, you you're the, you have the cat, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have spoken. Um no, uh wrong game. Uh so Kenny, when they because I haven't been around for ESO when they introduce a new um, a new class. Uh, generally, if you've been playing, you have your um, champion points. So yes. when when you start the new class, you'll have all those champion points that you've saved up to go yep. in and and ready to go. And then you'll just have to gather the normal skill ups to get your class abilities and that sort of stuff, right? Exactly. All of the champion points you've earned on other characters carry over and you can assign them from level one. You don't need to wait until you hit 50 and start earning them on that character in order to assign them, which definitely gives a big boost right out the gate. Um, it'll increase, you know, damage, speed, crafting abilities right at level one. Okay. Yes. Um, and also the weapons are typically tagged like what level 50 CP 160 or something like that, I think is the highest level. So you're still not going to be able to use the the high end weapons and stuff until you get to level 50. And then once you do that, yeah. you'll be set. Yeah. So you'll be going like one, one to 49 to super powered 50. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. One, one good thing though, is the way gear works out you don't necessarily have to increase your gear all of the time. Right. Usually whenever I, we do new characters or I do new characters, I'll make gear that, you know, make really good level five gear. Cause by the time you get out of the, the tutorial starting area for that character, you're going to be, you know, level two or three, you get to level five, equip all that stuff. That'll usually take you to 10, maybe 12 without an issue. And then I make a new set for the next section. We've actually had instances of someone who put on purples at level five mm -hmm. and forgot to change. And right. we're going into a level 50 plus dungeon and he was the tank. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why am I so I squishy? Well, I, well, his wife was going to heal him and struggled to heal him. And she was getting really frustrated because it was her first time trying to heal. I swapped over to full heal spec for my character and I could barely keep him alive. And then he looks at his gear and he goes, Oh yeah, it's all level five. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, we still finished the dungeon with him in level five gear. 
So it can <laughs> be done. It's just super hard mode. Oh, wow. Um, and also, if you're looking for gear, especially for your companions, don't forget we have a guild bank. Um, the big thing is don't I don't even know. I want to call it green or orange gear, but basically if it's not blue or purple companion gear, don't put it in the guild bank, please. We've got enough <laughs> we got enough variety with the blue and purple. We don't need the the lower level stuff. Yeah. And by all means, take whatever you might need for your characters out of the guild bank. We've got tons of recipes in there, tons of style pages. We just got finished with the big anniversary event where you earned not only event tickets, but style pages from yep. opening up crafting boxes. There's a ton of that extra stuff in there that, we're, you know, people get duplicates, they donate it, which is fantastic. Um, so please take it if you need it. Yep. And uh, we try and go through about once a week or once every couple of weeks and clean up the, the guild bank. It was getting close to the 500 um, no. max. So we... Um, yeah, you know, went through and cleaned it up, and then made sure everything was stacked, so we're not using <laughs> weird uh, guild don't bank put slots. Milk in there. Yeah, <laughs> don't put milk in there. No, no milk, no, no cookies. Milk. And you're limited to one fishy stick per person. Yep. Um, but Very important rules. One big struggle with the way the guild bank works is if there's a stack of three in there already and you put in a fourth, it puts it in its own spot. It doesn't automatically oh. stack it. Oh, and, that's you, and you can't split stuff that's in the guild bank. So if there's two of an item and you want one of them, you have to take out both, use the one you want and then put the other back. Yes. Um, we're aware of that. We know it's an issue. I will get occasional DMS going. I just took 10 of these out, but I put nine of them back. I hope that's okay. It's like, that is totally yeah. fine that's yeah, how we works. see the logs yeah you can see the log we, we can tell exactly. what you're doing um so i found an add-on kenny that i used to um solve that problem for the guild bank at least um i'll have to i'll have to find what it was but basically it auto you open up the guild bank and you tell it uh oh it's roomba it's literally a roomba you you tell it clean up the guild bank and it puts everything in the same stack. That's all the same item. So, um, that should help reduce the number of things. But yeah, again, we know there's not like, wow, where you can't just say, I want one of 10. You take the 10, mm -hmm. grab the one you want, use it, and then put the nine back We're and back, you're fine. Right. Yep. So. Awesome. Um, uh, an arcanist is going to be. Is arcanist going to have um, all three specs, or is it just DPS and healing, or is it just DPS? What's the? I forget what um, roles it's going to play. It can play all three, just like any of the classes in the game. It just depends on how you build it. So you could do tank specific or DPS or heals. It doesn't matter. The big difference that it makes when it comes to that is more your weaponry and your armor. So with the Arcanist being a primarily a Magicka-based class, I'm guessing it's going to be a heavy hitter when it comes to DPS, but you could very easily put heavy armor on it and use sword and board and have a solid tank. Like my Sork, which is Magicka-based class, I can make her into a tank really easily, and I have tanked on her when I've needed to. So. Right, on the floor. 
<laughs> on the floor and in a dungeon. Yeah. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just yeah. like all of the classes in ESO, it's very easy to play the character the way you want to. Mm-hmm. You just might have to switch the weaponry around a little bit. Sure, but yeah, situational. Yeah, I'm still getting and, used to on my Dragon Guard because um, I've been working on my bow skills, so I'd normally sword and board. But then there's certain situations where you want to use some of the bow skills. And so just learning the controller to toggle between the two sets, do the abilities you want, toggle back to the other set, It's it takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's, it's a fun play style. Yeah, the, the weapon swapping can take a little bit to get used to. Um, and with some of the things that they've added in, like the armorer that is a companion you can pick up in the crown store and summon wherever you might need them, you can change your, your build totally on the fly. Oh, nice. Um, so if you just pull them out and say, I want to use this set up here, I mean, you save the builds ahead of time, but then you pick which one you might want to swap to. So several people will have a crafting specific one and then a, DPS specific one or a tank specific one, depending upon how they want to spend their champion points. Right. Which also opens up a lot more variety in what you might use for your um, actual skill points too. Yeah. Very cool. So are you going to try the Arcanist out or are you happy with what you're playing now? I, my Sork will probably always be my favorite, but I will absolutely try it out and level it up. Um, I've got pretty much, I think I've got almost one of every class at this point. So why not have that one? Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Me, what have you been, have you been playing in ESO at all? I, I haven't had the time. Um, like I, I don't even think I've had tried the new companions yet. Um, ah, okay. So, so yeah, it's, it's been like, literally just too much going on like you know i thought i might have more because when i would have had time to play eso i I ended up getting sucked into guild wars 2 and then when i thought i was finally taking a break from guild wars 2 to play some eso wow suddenly became actually playable again right yeah so that that you know that threw everything for a loop um hey you two uh they're (laughs) getting restless over here oh this Um, morning yeah but um but yeah no um I mean, I I want to get in there. Like, I haven't... uh, I I think I... Isn't there also a Necromancer class, or is it just the Arcanist? Uh, Necromancer was two expansions? Necromancer came out with Elsewhere, so yeah. That's how far I'm behind, yeah. (laughs) Right, right. Like, like I haven't gotten to explore any of Elsewhere. I think I have it, but I haven't been able to actually do anything with it yet. So I think I was like, right when it was about to come out, then something happened, and I ended up getting pulled away, so... Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I, I have many large mansions that I still need to fill. <laughs> yes, housing is the true end game in ESO. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so same thing. Classes. Like I keep getting um, like I, the the new classes are always fun to play with, but I always get sucked into my my sneaky murderer. It's just <laughs> something about that class, you know, being able to be essentially invisible, even though you're standing on the toes of the guards. Is there just something about that? It's just so fun. So. It's like, oh, hey, guard! Yeah, I'm going to steal with you, steal from you as you're staring me in the face. This is yeah. this is fun. I do like but, that idea. Yeah. If if you are a Khajiit and you are a murderous thief, that's also the uh, the the proper class for it. 
yeah, they they can't see you. So that's awesome. Are you, uh, Khajiit Shadowblade or? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I have one. I but she's at twenty right now, so I'm still working on it. So. You know, that's that's that was my first level fifty. That's the one. If I want to get something done, I pull that one out, and that one can do almost anything I Everything want. Right. Cool. Yeah. Khajiit has nothing. You don't <laughs> see Khajiit. Nope. Well, and way back before they changed the vampire skill line to be less useful for Magicka users, mm-hmm. I had vampirism on my Sork, which basically you went to instantly hidden as soon as you crouched in shadows. So my Sork was also my thief. Um, <laughs> oh, she's wow. the one that I finished the Dark Brotherhood with and the Thieves Guild with. Because with the vampirism, it worked perfect. Now I got rid of that, unfortunately, so she's not quite as stealthy. Yeah, I, I had been debating the vampire side, but I ended up not going with it because I just I liked the way my character looked and didn't want to deal with the side effects. Right. Yeah, I was I was fine with the side effects, um, and the fact that you could move at full speed while stealth was a, the, another major benefit of having vampirism, which I can see so, my yeah. current character <laughs> doesn't have. Well, my main character no longer has. Is that about it? Should we wrap it up? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that should be our show for tonight. Um, while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank Kenny for joining us. So thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. Anytime. If you have any Twittering, as long as it exists... Or huh? but or people can probably find you in Discord, I imagine. At this point, Discord is the best place to find me. Um, I'm pretty much like I still have my Twitter account, but I haven't used it in forever. And due to technical issues, I'm not quite streaming as much as I used to be. So Discord's the place to find me. I've actually started using Mastodon more, just <laughs> because it's essentially what Twitter was. So yeah, excellent. I've played with it, but I'm not quite as invested in it yet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You you do have to do a little bit of work to get it to where it's a uh, more usable. So yeah, that's what I've heard. Awesome. Well, if you have questions or comments for the show, email us at podcast.aie.org at gmail You can follow us on Twitter as long as it exists. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. I am at Cyberwave, and Ted is at Ivory Tiger. Record. Live with video approximately every other Sunday, depending on the week, the phase of the moon, and if we're going to Disneyland or not, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org, um, slash podcast, slash dash, live dash stream. I forgot the dang word dash again. It's okay. And look, <laughs> and look, and... Look for the links on our Discord server at uh, aie-guild.org. For our past episodes, you can find them on YouTube channel. Just look for the AIE podcast. I'm not reading that out loud. The theme <laughs> was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him with Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And this is where we would play the AI member segments if we had received any this week, but we haven't. Just remember, if you want to have something played at the end of the show, Generally, 90 to 120 seconds, you know, one and a half, two minutes, and keep it family-friendly, and we're good. Unless you're lying, and it's 120 minutes, and it's not family-friendly. No. Nope, then then you become your own podcast. Show. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
And next time we'll be talking with a guest to be determined here about SOTOR. So until then, AIE. This is Dan Kinney, yeah? This is Mikhail. This is Tetsemi. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.